You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 147. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello there. How are you doing today? Okay, so let's you and I have a conversation. Yes, it's a one-sided conversation, but I want you to really think about and answer the questions that I ask you today, just like we were in a coaching session together, because your answers will tell you a lot about yourself and where you can grow. Do you think that there is a place out there in the distance that's better than where you are right now? A place where you'll be happier, where the sun is always shining and maybe there's rainbows and daisies and birds singing softly in the background. It's okay to say yes. This place sounds like paradise to me. My backyard garden sometimes resembles this magical place. (laughs) But if you answered yes, why specifically do you believe that? I'll give you the first reason, okay? The the first is we were taught that we were on this planet to pursue happiness. If you're listening to this in the States, then you were brought up in school knowing that our Declaration of Independence says it's one of our rights to pursue happiness. Note that the Founding Fathers did not say we have the right to happiness. We have to work for it, but not in the way you might think. Why else might you believe that there's some other place or time or situation in the future where you will be happier than you are in this moment? If you're anything like I used to be or how my clients start off, you probably answered something like, well, this situation that I'm in just isn't working out the way I wanted it to be, or other people aren't respecting my time, or I don't know what to do. Or that person over there looks like they have it all together. They have it way easier than I do. I must be doing something wrong. I had a client the other day tell me that I made making a video on Instagram sound easy because I came up with ideas off the top of my head. I let her know I have been working to make it look easy for years. And I used to have the same self-doubts as she did. And self-doubt still comes up, but it's nowhere near as loud as it was. Our perceptions of what others seem to have does not always match up with reality. So we have to be really careful when we start believing the thoughts that we think. Know that having these thoughts is normal. But if you answered any variation of what I just went through, then then you believe that happiness is in the distance and isn't possible right now. For me, my thoughts would put me in victim mentality. Instead of me taking responsibility for my decisions to create what I wanted, I was creating suffering for myself. I was believing the thoughts I was thinking. I was thinking things like, I didn't have enough time because I just had too much work. My business wasn't working because I wasn't you know, working long enough hours. If I wasn't a lawyer, I could devote more time to my business, but the money's too good, so I can't make any changes. 
Every single one of these statements presumes that the grass is greener on the other side, and we believe these thoughts when we think them. We believe that if only I didn't have so much work, I'd have more time. If only I worked harder, I'd have a more successful business. If only the money wasn't so good at my legal job, it would be easier to make changes. All of these thoughts are baloney, and every single one of them hurt me. None of them were true. I was not taking responsibility for my time, for doing the most impactful work on my business, for making a decision to stay that benefited my future and felt right to me right now. Instead, I was abdicating all of my responsibility to anything and anyone outside of myself and telling myself that my life wasn't what I wanted because fill in the blank, pick a reason. When I first start working with my clients, Some of them are in this position or they don't know what they want at all. They just know that they're unhappy with what's happening in their practice or in their life right now. They usually feel overwhelmed with their work and they may love their work, but some of them want to leave the law because of the impact it's having on the rest of their lives. They want more time with family. They want to have a life, but they think that right now, It's impossible. So they begin to believe that life will be better at a different firm, or if they start a different career, or if they give up on a dream that seems really hard right now. But there's a bigger problem that they don't see. What changes everything is when they learn about navigating their current circumstances with grace. When they become more empowered in the current circumstances, no matter what they are, That's when they find more time by creating boundaries. They realize that working harder is what's actually keeping them from focusing on the most impactful actions in their practice and in their business. And they see that they were putting off feeling fulfilled when they could feel that way right now. My coach, Brooke Castillo, said what I'm going to tell you, and I wasn't on board at first, but the more I experienced coaching and life, I decided it was true. Life is 50-50. Half of our lives are spent feeling amazing and the other half, not so amazing. We make life harder for ourselves though by not recognizing when we're creating the suffering and getting out of it. The suffering is is lingering in the painful emotions instead of processing them, and then we don't have an opportunity to experience the other amazing, wonderful half. So processing an emotion, we'll talk a little bit more about it at the end, but this is a skill that I teach my clients, and learning how to do this is one of the, no, it is the most important skill that we have because it takes us through the hard parts and helps us realize that we're creating the suffering, that we have a way out. I want you to picture a giant circle like you'd have for a pie chart or better yet, like a yin yang symbol. Okay. Now in ancient Chinese philosophy, yin and yang is a concept of dualism. It illustrates that, you know, famous image, right? Of the swirls, the two swirls, black and white in a circle, how seemingly opposite forces are actually complementary and interdependent on each other. This is basically a summary of a definition I got out of Wikipedia and from John Bellamy. The takeaway, though, here is this. You can't have one side of that circle without the other. 
Half of that circle is filled with all the emotions we think we are supposed to feel. We were taught we were supposed to feel. Gratitude, happiness, joy, love, fulfillment, accomplishment. The other half is filled with all the emotions that we were taught we're not supposed to feel. Anger, resentment, overwhelm, anxiety, shame, disappointment. We can't know happiness without sadness. We cannot know peace without anxiety. We cannot know what kindness is without knowing what anger is. And we cannot know certainty without doubt. Then there's a layer, a layer that we add on of suffering. (laughs) And we add it on to that circle, that half of the circle that we think we're not supposed to feel. And that makes our life harder than it needs to be. During the harsh cold winters, there are animals like seals and polar bears that have an extra layer of blubber to protect them from the freezing temperatures. What us humans do is add a layer of blubber on all the emotions we look at as harsh. We add a layer of blubber on half of the circle I just described that holds all the feelings we think we're not supposed to have. It makes the circle off balance, off equilibrium. You are fighting with nature instead of allowing nature to be and to experience it. That layer of blubber isn't really protection though. The emotions that we're feeling aren't the harsh cold of winter. They are natural emotions we are meant to experience all year round. But we try to protect ourselves from feeling them. We decide to drink our feelings away instead of feeling them. We decide to binge watch Netflix, to go shopping, to do anything except think about how we can serve and achieve our dream. We decide to eat, sleep, pick fights with loved ones to numb out the feelings that we have that don't feel good. We ruminate on things and feel bad instead of doing the work on ourselves to understand that we are actually the ones causing the suffering and can stop it at any time. The behaviors that take us away from our highest purpose, the dream that we have for ourselves, that's what's happening. All of these behaviors are hurting us. They're having a net negative effect on us. We gain weight. We take time away from our goals. We disconnect from our relationships. We disconnect from ourselves. And we don't do the work on ourselves to release that layer, that layer of blubber. The equilibrium that we're meant to have in our life, an equal amount of feeling good and bad, is now weighed down by all the suffering we add on to one side of the circle. When we begin to coach our brain and see that the feelings on that side of the circle aren't wrong, they're not bad, they're just part of the human experience, then we start to get back into equilibrium. Know this, equilibrium doesn't mean feeling happy and sparkly all the time. It means feeling happy and sparkling more of the time than you do right now because you've been creating so much suffering for yourself. Life is really 50-50, but if you're engaging in any of the numbing behaviors, you're you're focused on more of the negative experiences, so you're having more negative experiences. You're experiencing more negative emotions, so it completely makes sense that you would feel like you do. So for example, you might enjoy a glass of wine, 
But if you're drinking that glass of wine after work because you had a hard day and you're telling yourself you deserve it, even though you know, you know that you're going to have a tough time sleeping. And then the next day, you're not going to wake up early to work on your business or you're going to have a headache the next day that throws off all the plans that you had for your practice. Then what you're doing is you're engaging in a net negative behavior. You're numbing out your emotions instead of processing an emotion that's bringing up discomfort. The result you're creating is suffering and living in more suffering than enjoyment or fulfillment. Now, you can replace wine with anything. You can replace it with Netflix, food, starting an argument with your partner, scrolling the internet, shopping, whatever it is. If you're trying to get fulfillment, false pleasure from any of these things, you're not going to get it. It might feel really good in that moment, but what it's going to create is a net negative effect in your life. And that's when you know you are not processing an emotion and you are creating suffering for yourself. I was doing this a lot for myself. So the reason I can preach like this is because I went through it all. I spent a couple years in this and I probably spent a few more years in it and I had just had no clue. So I want you to recognize that this is not something that is an impossible bridge to cross. It is something that you can do. If I did it and I had absolutely no clue what was going on in my mind, then I know you can do it too. This is not magic. This is just starting to learn how our brain works and how the emotions work in our body and how we react to the emotions that we feel. So when it comes to deciding to make change in our life, it's really important to know how all of this works because here's the rub. We take all of the thoughts and all of the habits that we've learned over the years with us, no matter the job we take or the partner we choose. We are still working with the same programming in our brain. I always think Yogi Berra said this, but I'm not 100% sure. He said something like, wherever you go, there you are. We take ourselves with us. We can't get away from ourselves. I had a friend reach out to me recently because he wanted some career advice. The gist of it was this. He knew what he wanted, but he wasn't seeing any traction with what he'd tried so far to get it. And he'd recently changed firms, but he wasn't 100% happy about that move and wanted to know if there were other areas of the law where he might be happier or more fulfilled. Truth is, we won't find fulfillment outside of ourselves. We're going to only find that within. Same thing goes with the attorneys I talk to who are overwhelmed in their practice and feel like they have no control over their time. If we're not learning how to respect our time now... We're not going to respect it in any other position we take on. If we don't begin making time for loved ones now, we won't do it in the future. If we believe that we don't have control of our time, we will find ways to reinforce that belief. Our brain has beliefs and it doesn't want to be proven wrong. It feels horrible to be proven wrong. Nobody likes that feeling. So our brain is actually trying to protect us by just trying to reinforce that belief that we have because it doesn't want to feel wrong. It wants to continue to keep finding evidence of what it believes is true. That's why I love coaching. Like like when I see the light bulb click for myself, for my clients, it is so much fun. Our beliefs are a choice. Our thoughts are a choice. And when we change the thoughts creating the suffering, then we release it and we get back to equilibrium. And as a result, we're going to feel better because we've been spending so much time in the suffering. We're going to feel better. Like there's just no way around it. As soon as we drop all that blubber, we feel lighter and there's just no way around it. It's an automatic thing. 
changing the outside world might make some things different on the outside for a little bit, sure. But the underlying beliefs that we have are still with us. So they come back over and over again in different manifestations. And let me just bring a story up here that will illustrate this. This conversation really reminds me of an old friend. And this friend dated lots of people looking for the person that he thought would be the one. He would find someone amazing and then he would find a way to sabotage it. He'd find someone else who was amazing and then he'd find a way to sabotage that relationship. And he'd do this over and over again. Not because he was a bad person, but he had an underlying belief. One was that he wasn't worthy of love and the other was that the other person would eventually hurt him. And if we believe we're unworthy of love and that the other person will break our heart, we're not going to nurture love or take risks. Our brain is going to try to protect us. We're going to find ways to reinforce the belief that we have with our actions and prevent ourselves from finding real love. That's why he kept sabotaging his relationships. His brain kept looking for evidence in each of these relationships that the other person didn't really love him and that they would hurt him. Our Thoughts create the suffering. When we understand this, then we can start working on how to change those thoughts. It's not the circumstances that we need to change. It doesn't matter how many relationships you get into, how many jobs you have. If you could skip over and over and over again, you can move to a dozen different places and wherever you are, that's where you are, right? You are always going to be there. One of my clients came to me super overwhelmed with her legal practice, and when she started to see that it was her thoughts that created the overwhelm, that it really wasn't that she had too much to do, she started to create more time for herself to do more of what she wanted to do in her practice. That's the kind of magic that we're capable of when we get awareness of our thoughts. We stop wasting time in the suffering, and we start creating the time to pursue what's most important to us. We learn how to process the emotions that we deem not amazing. I don't want to call them bad because they're normal. And we realize that feeling them isn't going to kill us. Processing, by the way, just does not mean pushing them down or covering them up with a happy thought. It means saying to yourself, bring it to me and feeling the feeling completely. Like that's when, when COVID was hitting, right? I noticed that I had some anxiety for the first time, like real anxiety And I just said, bring it, just bring it. And I let like those emotions just rush through my body and felt it and sat with it. And the empowerment and the trust for ourselves that we get from sitting in that discomfort, knowing that we can sit there and feel it and we're not going to die. Nothing bad's going to happen and not react, not try to numb out, but just experience the human experience like that to me is amazing to me owning the human experience is true happiness if we're pursuing happiness that's what it is living in all the messy and amazing and magical and weird that is what I'm here for okay I hope you're here for it too because this is an amazing gift that we have to be here in the human experience and Why would we have these emotions except to use them to our advantage in the experience that we were having as humans rather than numbing them out, rather than ignoring them or pushing them away? This is something we are meant to have. We would not have them if we were not meant to have them, right? They are there for a reason. So really use this, this podcast as a way of starting to reconnect with yourself. 
Okay. Okay. So that's pretty much the wrap up for this podcast, but I wanted to talk to you for a second. I want to talk to you about a mission I have. I have a mission. I want this to be the number one podcast for lawyers. I know that it's benefiting a lot of you because I get emails and messages from you on Instagram. And thank you so much for those of you who've taken the time to reach out. It, it makes my day. It's amazing. If you're getting a benefit from these podcasts, I want to ask you a favor. Spread the word about this podcast. Let your friends know. Post about it on Instagram and tag me at dina.cataldo. Give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're really a fan, like if you are really into this, leave me a review letting me know how this podcast has helped you. All of this is going to go a long way to making sure these messages that you get to hear every single week gets to the ears of more lawyers because this message really will change the fabric of the legal profession as we know it. The more lawyers who understand their minds, the bigger impact we're going to have on the generations of lawyers who follow in our footsteps. This is how change is made. If we are talking about how older generations are not catching up with what is happening, if we are still living in the same habits of the whole old mindsets of, you know, old big law firms, then we have the opportunity to change things here. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye. If you are ready to do the life-changing work we talk about in this podcast, book a call with me. I can help you build the confidence, create the strategies, and make the change you need to build your practice, take on something new, or perform at your best in your current practice. You can book a call at dinacataldo.com.